We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The baseball season is go, go, go. It's nonstop, relentless for every night, six straight months, and then hopefully another month in October. You also have work, friends, family, and a million other things going on. That's when you reach for a Coors Light. It's made to chill. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. I mean, the mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. Is there anything better than opening up your refrigerator after a long day, seeing that icy cold Coors Light can or bottle in your fridge? The answer is no, there's nothing better. That's why when it's time to chill, you choose Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So that's why when you want to hit reset, reach for a beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your hosts, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Bronx Pinstripe Show, episode 495. Today's show is brought to you by Indeed and Bet Online. It's over with. The 2020 season is done. Good riddance to that piece of shit baseball season, Scott. I don't know how you feel. Yeah, I mean, it feels like a really long time ago. We're recording this on Monday. It, it ended, what, last... When did it end? On Tuesday, right? Tuesday. It feels like a lot longer than that. Um, but yeah, it's over. That's fine. Like it was a very strange season. It ended in probably the most appropriate way possible. With, <laughs> I'd say with, so. For with Justin Turner baseball, coming yep. back and saying "f you" to everybody, "f you" to anybody around me. I don't know all the details, but um, gets popped for COVID in the. They tell him in the middle of the game. That's so bizarre. Like, it, the whole thing is there? There, strange. There's something that doesn't line up there. I don't know what it is. I don't know why it would. I don't know who it would benefit to wait or not wait. I I don't know. And then pull him out. If you did wait, why would you pull him in the middle of the game? Did someone find out that they waited and then it was like, no, and it's like running well, with a piece of paper like to, <laughs> the, to, to uh, Texas. Like, I have the results. Like, I don't know. I'm imagining almost, like this whole behind the scenes thing happening. It's almost like that's what it seemed like. The get, Dodgers- Turner, get Turner out of the game. It's like someone that's a Tampa fan. Uh, like the 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 freeze is is like sprinting to to Arlington with the with the results of Justin Turner's COVID test. 
Yeah, maybe we'll have a maybe we'll have a dramatic movie about it in twenty years. But <laughs> but it's almost like the Dodgers were were just ignoring the results until they realized that yeah, we're going to win the World Series. So I guess we can take them out of the game now and and uh, do the right thing, quote unquote. But yeah, very very bizarre ending. So I think pretty typical ending for baseball this year, right? With how the entire season has gone, the entire year has gone for for Major League Baseball. Started with a cheating scandal, ends with a COVID scandal. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Let's tie a bow on it. Yeah, I mean, it, it had to. I feel like it had to come back uh, full circle at some point because the season went pretty well for the most part. Did yeah, it? There were there were some. Not every team played the same amount of games. That's true. <laughs> Did but, it go well? But but they. I mean to. From our expectations, yeah, I'd say it did. I'd say it, it did. They finished it for the most part. The um, were the Cardinals the only team that didn't get it in? Did the yeah. Marlins get all of theirs in? So the Cardinals were the only ones, and um, it didn't really affect much. So, yeah, I mean, look, I, I still think that MLB ended up at the end of the day, they did a good job figuring this out and getting it done. But yes, it's it's very appropriate, and the way that it ended it was completely masked with uh, a guy coming back on the field with COVID. In pictures, yeah, I, I kind of, I kind of, um, I think back to beginning of COVID when the league shut down, and basically from the day they shut down, it's just I have a negative taste in my mouth because like the first thing that we focused on wasn't how are we going to get back on the field, well how are they going to overcome COVID, what are they going to do? It was just owners and, and players fighting with one another about money, and even though it was a it was a, a COVID related shutdown, it felt like a like a work stoppage due to salary issues well i think and, because and it dragged on so long too and there was just dragged so much on so long jockeying and, in the media and that was really it, like when you actually got down to what they were arguing about it wasn't what is the safest way to perform this season it was how much money are we going to get how much money are you going to get right and and so that sort of just left a bad taste in my mouth and nothing ever felt right about this season and, and i guess you could say that about every sport because the the NBA, NHL, they had to do bubble playoffs delayed after their normal playoffs. So that for diehard hockey and basketball fans, I'm sure that doesn't feel right. And football is still chugging along on its normal schedule. But no, some teams, you know, Jerry Jones had 40,000 people at the Dallas Stadium. Meanwhile, teams in the north don't have any anybody in their stands. So that's kind of out of whack. So I get it. Everything's weird. We're a baseball podcast, so that's what I'm focused on. It's just I, I, I'm kind of just happy this season's over with. I want to move on. And not that I think 2021 is going to be magically everything erased and, and start a clean slate, but well, that's that's I, that's kind of the underlying underlying issue that we don't know about yet, and I think it's going to affect everything that we do this off season and how MLB is going to be approach it. It's, Everything that's in the news right now about baseball, you're you're seeing guys' offers are getting declined. You're seeing the amount of debt that Manfred's talking about and how if baseball yeah, what did were you to think have about him talking about that, that sort of making a point to mention that on the eve of game six, like before this World Series even ends. Oh, by the way, we're in a record amount of debt, just so you know, FYI, there might be some some money issues going forward. So when guys don't get paid in free agency, remember this conversation. Don't be exp- don't, right now. It didn't come out of nowhere. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he was trying to capture national attention while it was still there. Uh, be able to talk to I don't know what the what the motivation is there, but I mean it's a real thing. It's a it's a very real thing in the sense that it's going to affect I think how people spend. Um, it is. Bef- <laughs> they were talking about this before we did our GM plans. Not that I I still think that 
that um, both of what we said is, is actually realistic. I do think the Yankees are going to spend some money. I, I personally do. But I think that there's a lot of teams that are really not going to, and it's going to affect a large sum of free agents. I think there's an opportunity for some teams, a couple teams here, to, to identify what they need and spend some money more than the others. So I think... Is this a situation where like the rich get richer? Yeah, I do. I the think Yankees so. can... The Yankees can, even though Steinbrenner talked about they were maybe hit harder than any team in baseball. Like, like let's not be foolish. They're they're not struggling for cash. But I think that's so, a, that is a real thing. Like exactly what you said, the rich can get richer at this point. If you have, if you have, if you're in an opportunity right now to identify and understand that next year is going to be rough, potentially even the year after that is going to be rough. But you have enough in the bank and you have enough, you know set aside for a rainy day that you can absorb that for a solid amount of time and still put yeah. a very good product on the field and go out and spend some money. I think if if you're in that position, there have been a lot of very talented guys that were cut cut loose of options and, and contracts this uh, this past week. Somebody can go out there and spend a little bit more money and, and actually bolster their, their, their entire roster pretty significantly, I'd say. We approached our free agency episode kind of like business as usual, because I think it would be impossible for you and I to project how much of an impact there's going to be. And and that wasn't the point of the exercise. The point of the exercise was to, how do we how do we make the Yankees better next year? Right. It wasn't like trying to figure out, oh, free agents are going to get X percentage less because of, because of all this. Like, there's no way you and I could ever come up with a realistic figure on that. Well, it's not even that. I mean, like, I, I still think even if the um, the numbers are down to, to where we... You know, think they may be or, or would have been if this were a normal offseason. Um, I don't think that they're going to change their approach in the sense that they try to improve the team. I still think they're going to do that. And I think that if if they're able to go out there and there's a and there's a a competitive market for a guy like Trevor Bauer, person, just using him as an example, I still think the Yankees are going to be involved in that market. Doesn't I don't I mean, think? Wouldn't you say if the market's down and then they don't go after guys like Trevor Bauer or Michael Brantley or? DJ LeMahieu or name your top free agent, isn't that even more of an indictment? Possibly. Because they have an opportunity to get a guy that might ordinarily cost $150 million for $115 million or something like that, $130 million. Like you get, you get a little bit of a percent off because of all this, and you're the New York Yankees, and you're not going to do that? That's the thing. I think there's an opportunity for the New York Yankees specifically to go out there and make some moves right now to 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 fill these holes. I really Look do. Look what happened in 08, 09. Did the, did the financial crisis hurt the Yankees spending in that offseason? No, they spent a half a billion dollars on Sabathia and Teixeira and AJ Burnett. That's what happens with a lot of people. When when the market's down, you see people gobbling things up at the bottom, as, as close to the bottom as they possibly can. And I think there's an opportunity for that. This is These are short-term assets. Everybody that's available is a short-term asset, unless you get a guy like Trevor Bauer to sign something longer. That'll be hard-pressed, I think, to do. But short-term Hell, assets, even you, better. You spend. If you're, if you're, you if you're doing that, even better, right? Yeah. Because that that limits your long term risk, sure. which we saw the Yankees get into trouble with because of that 0809 Or if you can get him to sign a, a longer term contract, that's a bargain. It's gonna. I just think it's gonna be difficult to do that with guys like him. Uh, but you you can certainly approach it. It depends what the market's gonna dictate. Really, the other thing is we might see guys unsigned very late in the offseason again. Just yeah, just probably, to win. Pro- you know, that's we probably, probably what's going are. to happen. Because teams are going to be like, well, we don't even know if the season's going to start on time, so we don't want to lock ourselves into a contract that we might not even be getting the uh, the full amount. We might not even be getting his full 
playing time for and we don't want to have to lock ourselves into dealing with oh percentage of salary like all that argue let's let's just see where the dust settles and then sign guys is, is how teams might approach it yeah or if someone starts the charge and then you know guys start going then somebody somebody could start a run but i wouldn't be surprised you know we all talked what two years ago with uh the owners in collusion and and them all working together against harper and machado and those guys well you if you don't think the owners are talking now then you i got a bridge to sell you because i guarantee there are conversations happening of like oh we don't know what's going to happen and and there's an underlying uh banding together of of some you know strategy of either spending or not early or late I wouldn't be it's surprised. It's not just that. There's a new CBA after 2021. So this is all that's all an underlying plot to all of this is how are each how's each side going to try and set themselves up to win on the CBA. Well, yeah. That's what we got a precursor to. Oh, in for the, sure. In this the, whole thing was jockeying for that. We know that. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's not looking good for the players at all. Well, no, this definitely hurts the player the the COVID hurts the the, the revenue losses. What what did Manfred say? 8.3 billion a lot debt of totals bill, it was in the billions yes so yeah, 8.3 bet uh billion uh for MLB 2020 total debt whether you buy that figure or not whether you you know whatever revenue loss you want to attribute to each team uh yeah that all spells bad news for the players i think it's going to be telling on some of these guys that were so six players received the qualifying offer which was 18 what was it 18.9 million right yeah 18.9 million LeMahieu, Bauer, Springer, Realmuto, Stroman, and Gosman all got the qualifying offer. Like, if we see some of those guys take the qualifying offer, that could be an indication of how agents think the market's going to uh, play out. Yep, for sure. When's the when are the deadlines for those qualifying offers? Do we know when the deadline is? That that'll be that'll be a line in the sand, probably of of like when you're. I'm, I'm looking at. I'm gonna look up. Pull up the article now that I. You, so you also have a lot of these guys that are either overpriced or just a name and haven't delivered to you know what their name was supposed to be. Their ten custom- days, sorry, ten days, ten days. So they have ten days. We'll know soon enough. That's that this yeah. is going to be really difficult for a player to identify that there's going to be all of these things happening and not accept that and accept that qualifying offer with this much time ahead of you. So the risk, though, it's really pushing them to a limit. The risk for some of those players is that then they are going to be free agents again when there could be potentially no CBA. Right. Because the CBA expires December of next year. So they could be free agents and there could be not even a deal in place between the two sides. And then that that leaves them where they that sh- they just shit out of luck. Like so they don't do want to so be means, that player. So that means they don't sign the qualifying offer this year for that one year guarantee, but you go out and you take a deal that's maybe under market or what you think should be market to yep. get that long-term extension to get you through the CBA. Yeah. It really depends where you are in your career, probably. Are you 30 you years are, old? Are you 28 years old? Are you? Is this a prime contract? Is this your last so contract? So the guys, all the guys that received the qualifying offer are all on the older free agent side. Like LeMahieu's 32, Bauer, Bauer's what, 30? 31, 30, yeah, somewhere in there. He's so if, if, if you were, say you, say, Bryce Harper was a free agent again when he was 27 years old. He takes the qualifying. Springer's offer. not 30 yet, is he? He got to look that up. Yeah, he's. So uh, if if you're like a 27 year old free agent right now, you might take that qualifying offer and then bank on yourself. But if you're 32, do you really want to go enter free agency again at 33 
when there could potentially be no CBA, you might just take a, a smaller a smaller AAV deal just to get it done and not worry about it. So we could be looking at a situation where LeMahieu signs back for three years instead of four years yeah, or even five 31. years. Yeah, all those guys are kind of on the wrong half of 30. Yeah, and those contracts don't extend. You're seeing a younger, younger man's game for sure. Like you're seeing these guys get signed. Uh, some of the older guys get you know, thrown into the wind for for some of the the middle talent. Like people, these teams don't want to bet on the back half of your career anymore. They just don't. Well, unless you're, unless there the few rare exceptions like Garrett Cole. I mean, mostly position players. You have speaking. yeah, you have no choice but to just sign Garrett Cole for nine years because that's what that's the market. Yeah, but you're not paying. Yeah, exactly. But more, I'm, I'm talking about more position players. They're they're in they're in a rock and a hard place. Yeah. So before we get into some of the stuff, the Yankees, uh, you know, some Yankees news, what are your thoughts on how the World Series ended? Did you... Uh, I predicted Did you it. appreciate that ending? Uh, the, the nerds the nerds, <laughs> the nerds, nerds wore some egg on their face to end the season? Oh, you appreciate that? Absolutely, I appreciated that. I absolutely appreciate it. I appreciate the amount of people that are now speaking up, saying that, hey, analytics, guys, maybe it doesn't work as well as we thought it did. <laughs> or Or... Or maybe so, we're not. Maybe we're relying on it too much, and it's not. Yeah. It's not what the nerds are pitching it as. Maybe it's just a supportive, supplemental piece of information that we should use to, you know, evaluate players after we evaluate what their talent looks like with our eyeballs. You know, yeah, something think, that I've been saying for years and years and years and years and years. Yeah, that is one thing, and I think if that's the main takeaway, that that's a positive thing because you can't have a hundred percent eye test, you can't have a hundred percent nerd test. It just doesn't work. You have to have a blending. But also maybe a takeaway that I think some people are realizing, and some people that would not have admitted this maybe a year ago, maybe nerd baseball is not fun to watch. Right. Maybe that's not the most entertaining product because I don't want to go into a game knowing no matter what. Blake Snell's getting pulled after two times through the order. He could have a perfect game. He could have 19 strikeouts. He could have, or 18 strikeouts, because that's that would be two times through the order. He could be pitching the game of his life, which he was, and he was still pulled. So where is the for a where, guy that has struggled the that for a guy that has struggled mightily in the postseason ever since the the Yankee series, really, and was went in there because of his name and what he did during the regular season. Like Anderson was not pitching well at all. No, he had given up runs. He, his last, I think, six appearances, something five or six. Appearances. No, it was it was a run in his last three appearances. It was and more I think than it that. Was like he was even worse than that. He had not been good. Bottom line, it, I think it was like six out of seven. Yeah. Okay. So he had not been good, and you have a guy rolling with good a matchups. Cy Young, a former with, Cy Young with winner, good matchups. Two guys that he struck out twice already. So I, it's just not fun. Like you watch sports to see things that you don't expect. And if I'm just expecting Blake Snell to get pulled two times through the order, like, you know what? That's just, that's just not that much fun. That's Going in there with a carbon copy, a template, is just not fun. That's not entertaining. That's not the goal of of sporting events. It also just doesn't work very well either. For well, it works the, in the regular season. For the, the crunch time. You're, gonna, you're going to over 162 games. You know, you'll probably be right more than you're wrong on the two times through the order thing. But then there's going to be a situation in Game 6 of the World Series with your season on the line and Blake Snell pitching the game of his life. Nutting up, big time. Yeah, just and, and a guy that's that's owning Let the him moment. get his. Let him get his. Let him get his. He, the, the guy is sitting out there like just absolutely dealing. Yeah, it's... 
Look, it was fitting. I'm glad it happened, to be honest. Because <laughs> if the Rays were going to lose, that's how they should yeah, have lost. That's Kevin Cash justice. was smarter than everybody else. He was. He had a lot of the a lot of the similar, you know, uh, smugness that that Madden had for a little while. And so Madden's more of a character, but I think Cash has that like very clear smugness towards 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 a lot of other people. He was definitely the smarter guy in the room for a lot. He wasn't wrong either. And he owned the Yankees this year. So there's not much a Yankees fan can say, but I'm glad it happened. I'm glad it ended up not working for you at the end of the day. Because guess what? If you leave him Snell in, I know there's no definitives, but you're probably winning that game. But it's only a one nothing lead for the Rays. And who knows? He could give up a solo home run to, to uh That's why to they pulled in him. that inning. That's why no, they I pulled know. him. I know. And then what would the nerds be saying? Well, two times through the order, you can't, you can't pull. Yeah, you have would, to pull them after two times through the order. Yeah. Uh, they, so it's like it's a kind of a lose lose situation for for Kevin Cash. It's not because a lose-lose his bosses, situ- Kevin his bo- Cash well, internally boss, maybe yeah. His bosses internally wanted thinks he think he made the right move, right? Yeah, for sure. Because the number the number said day, do this. Move. I bet after the game they still say right move. Oh, for sure. I guarantee they do. So if he if he went just like the Yankees that, were defending. The J Hat, David Garcia. <laughs> Doesn't matter what happens on the field. You you might as well just not watch the game. But like, what's the point? They they're not watching. They're playing by a computer. It's a computer program. It's an Excel spreadsheet. That's how they are managing baseball. So, Doesn't matter what happens on the field. The numbers tell me this is more likely to happen. So I'm going to bet on that. So we were talking in the um, in uh, the the Facebook group uh, and uh, Sierra who posts on there quite a bit. She's she was talking about the fact that like you. It's it's easy to, to to look at this and say, well, well, it didn't work, but you can um, you can still go and say that it was maybe the right move. And I'm on the side for this particular one. I was like, no, it didn't work, and no, it was not the right move 100 the entire time. I think there are opportunities and times that that happens. You know, we've talked about this where a guy goes out there makes the right move. We talked about the Chad Green and Tanaka scenario where Tanaka gets pulled for a guy like Chad Green. Tanaka has a history of all there. It was a different scenario. Tanaka goes out. Chad Green gives up the home run. You yeah. could argue that that was the right move and it didn't work out. But yeah. in this particular case, I believe that it was the wrong move and it didn't work out. So I don't actually think that's the case here. But people are making that argument. Right. It's not black and white. Like you can't, you you, you have to, you have to look at the game situations and you have to take into account external factors. Masio Tanaka is no longer anything more than a five inning pitcher. Right. That's just the stage and, of his career. And to be fair, it, it was a one-run game, and Blake Snell absolutely could have let a pitch slip, and it could have left the park very easily, very easily. And Actually, now you have like a tie-tie game. Yeah, that, tie especially game. in today's baseball, where that's the only way you score is solo home runs. That's very likely possibility. Right. Or it's also possible that he shoves the bats down their throats and continuously does that because his pitch count was in a really good place. Wouldn't you have liked to at least see him try? Hell yeah. <laughs> if that's my team, I definitely would. Like if, I don't uh, want to because now it's unknown. It's just like, well, shit. I don't know. He could have. He was going that well. Yeah, the argument takes scenario. you to the point of that he's a dominant guy, and and he that, that they would have won. That's where the that's where the feeling takes you. Yeah, and I'm trying to think of like because if it's Garrett Cole on the mound, they let him go, no questions asked. And and there, I guess there's no pitcher on the Yankees this year to the equivalent of Blake Snell, right? But say. Say next year the Yankees are in the same exact situation. Severino could be Luis in a spot Severino. Like that. Yeah, yeah. with a pitch count. Severino with a pitch count, and it's like, well, my eyes are telling me he's he's prime Severino, 2018 first half Severino, but the numbers might tell me he's not. Right. What am I gonna do? Right. 
Yeah, you you read that situation is what you do. You talk to your catcher and you ask him how his hand feels. You ask him how the movement is. But do you know what Aaron Boone's going to do? He's going to hopefully buck this system. Do you want him? Do you want Aaron Boone making that decision though? No, I want someone qualified on that on that on that bench to be talking to him and, and help him make that decision is what I want. That's what I want. Uh, I do believe that Aaron Boone has the ability to look on the field and see something that is baseball related though. The guy has been around enough baseball in his entire life and been ingrained in the game, you know, in his mind from from his family, his dad. He he knows what baseball looks like. He knows what good baseball looks like. He knows when guys are going well. <laughs> Hold on. Grown uh, men throwing shorts, it's, playing catch. It's almost that, must like, be, that must be baseball over there. It's almost like the nerds have like given him the 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 doubt, right? And now he's like, I don't know. Now I don't know. I don't know where to go because these Do nerds- you know what it's? It's like Aaron Boone went into a job interview that he knew he wasn't qualified for. So in order to get the job, he just lied on his resume and just said he was a yes man in the interview. It was like, yep, I'm going to follow the book. I'm going to follow the analytics. Yep, whatever you tell me, Brian Cashman, I'm going to do. And now he's in a situation where he's like, oh, crap, I actually got the job. I didn't think I was going to get it, but now I have to do what they told me to do because that's the only reason I'm here. So I'm just stuck doing this. And then he gets outed in certain moves in certain situations where he has not made the right one he's like oh for five in big spots making making moves in the playoffs like trying to stretch cc sabathia a few extra outs against the red sox terrible decision mm. trying to uh the the whole opener situation with debbie garcia and he Jay made Hap the right move year. with james paxton in 2000, oh, last year in 2019, when we were at that game. Yeah, you know, game. but that's an easy move because it, they had a three-run three, three, a three run lead. It's not like it was exactly a... It, um, it was, it, weren't there two runners on? And that ball was hit to the track? That, so that, did he make the right move? I mean, the the guy was out. Whoever hit that ball was out. It, <laughs> okay, my stomach but, went to my nuts. My nuts went to my toes. <laughs> I was like, that ball is gone. As soon as, as, soon as the, the, it hit the bat, I thought the ball was gone. Um, yeah, scared the living piss out of me. But yes, he did eventually, at the end of the day, made the right move. Left Paxton okay. in. It was okay. a jolt. It well, was a jolt to the stadium, to James Paxton. It was an awesome moment. Yeah. Do you think Tony LaRusso is, uh, you know, bucking that trend? I don't think Tony LaRusso knows what's what anymore. He's 76 years old. Do you know he managed the White Sox in 1979? So he's managing the White Sox four decades later. What the hell is going on with the White Sox? Aren't they a young team trying to improve, trying to, aren't they on the rise? And they're, they're, hiring one of the most ancient men in baseball are they are they just are they seeing this as like a baseball mind and we got to bring in an old baseball mind in here to to shape the talent i don't know i don't know what the motivation so they're, is they're a team that likes to they have a lot of young uh exciting players on that team they have right. a, a lot of they have a lot of um african-american players yeah. and tony rusa said he does not agree with kneeling yeah, he's so also like he, he's come out and said a lot of things in the in the public about, um, uh, yeah, about the kneeling. He's he's come out and talked about the the in game antics. I mean, Tim Anderson was the, like the bat flip heard around the world, yeah. uh, a couple of years ago, and and has as much fun as anybody on the field. And I love watching him play because he's an exciting player and he's a damn good player. And he's come out publicly and talked against him uh, while while in the media too. Very 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 strange move. I don't. What's going, the one so they were you know they were. Yeah. yeah, I know what you're about to say, and I'm, I'm, this is what drives me crazy. Everybody's killing them because they keep saying that AJ Hinch wanted the job. I'm like, they I, tweeted out a signature of his as a congratulations. Oh, I didn't see that of AJ Hinch. 
So on the the first tweet, oh, yeah, yeah, it got I did deleted. See that. I did see that. Yes, yes, yes. It was it was congratulations, Tony Larusa, right. and it and it was an AJ Hinch signature. So they were obviously close to signing him. I don't understand the outrage, though. However, that AJ Hinch is the guy that got screwed here. Like, if you have a guy like AJ Hinch, I can't believe you go and do anything else. AJ well, Hinch no, just AJ got Hinch- busted in the biggest freaking cheating scandal in the entire world. And now he's like a coveted guy that you made a huge mistake by not signing him. Like that's what no, he's but become. he agreed to the Detroit job before the White Sox announced Larusa. So clearly they didn't it was get the my, memo. It and was the graphic, my under- the graphic guy didn't change the, it out. The social media intern didn't didn't swap out the scheduled tweet. Yeah. <laughs> brutal, brutal. No, no. So it's my understanding though that Hinch accepted the was obviously interviewing for the White Sox and the Tigers job, and he took the Tigers job. Right. So then the, the White Sox had to go to their second option. Which was Tony LaRusso. Also, or they're like, um, who else is if, out there? <laughs> they're like, who else is in your phone right now that you can get a hold yeah. of? Oh, yeah. Tony LaRusso. Okay. <laughs> so, but if you're AJ Hinch, why are you taking the Detroit job? Aren't the White Sox a much closer team? Yeah, I'd say. For sure. The talent is, is at the major league level. They have Play, like, they're playoff significant team. talent at the major league level right now. I don't know. Maybe maybe he likes to. He thinks he needs to um, pay for what start he's at the done. bottom. He needs yeah. He needs to pay for what he's <laughs> it's done. A little, a little. He's a masochist. He needs. Yeah. To, it's a little self punishment. He needs to make sure that uh, that his story is written in his terms. That he brought up a team, not not overtook a team that has a ton of talent. So it, AJ Hinch getting a job the, a, a year to the day after he last managed the World Series. Doesn't that just prove Alex Cora is coming back to the Red Sox? Yeah, they've already been in talks with him, I think, right? There's, there's there's already been discussions back and forth. I mean, this is it's crazy when you when you think about this. I think JJ tweeted this out. Like, think about J think about um the the punishment for Hinch. Gets fired offseason, misses the COVID season, comes back, doesn't have to do any of that bullshit, comes in and is one of the, you know, one of the most pursued guys for Two jobs with very young talents. Like you could say that Detroit's definitely on the rise. They have a lot of young talent in that in that system. You could you could argue that that's a good job if you want to, um, you know, build a system, uh, build a culture. It's exactly AJ Hinch is the guy that you want building your culture too with a young team. I don't see how he's not qualified for building culture at all. Great, great, I mean, great opportunity. It does, but. He, he had a is, good, he got a but, good but, but, but deal. If you're, th- put yourself, yes, I know. Put yourself in the shoes of an owner, though. Okay. What did the Astros really lose? At the if the Astros themselves, like punishment wise. Yeah. N- nothing. I, so what are you worried about hiring AJ Hinch? No, oh, I, he 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 might I, cheat and win some games I'm, and win us a World Series. I'm oh, talking no. about this from the outside. Like, of course, like the guy that should not be in this position should not be pursued as he's pursued. Should not be building a culture of a young team because he is, you know, uh, was at the helm uh, apparently asleep. If you ask him, didn't know anything about it. Okay, so so why are you being even brought- worse? He knew thought he knew something about it. He disagreed with it, but he didn't act. It's just. I don't understand it from an outside looking in. This man was part of the worst cheating scandal in modern history and just immediately gets a job back with a with an up-and-coming young team in the same division. Uh, no, different. A different division they moved. I forgot. No, but... But crazy. But the, crazy how fast. Because cheating in sports is not a big deal. I thought for sure cheating and cheating in baseball is not a big deal. I think they've proven that. That's true. I thought for sure 
when we talked about this, I was like, yeah, I think we both agreed. AJ Hinch will be back. I thought for sure it was going to be like, you know, a buddy system. He was going to go take over like a college job in the beginning. I thought he'd get like a third base coaching job or, 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 or a job on someone else's staff. Yeah. I did not think that he would go back to the manager spot immediately. No, I thought he would need to do a couple years on a third base coaching job and then someone would give him a chance in like 2024. I did not think he would get a job managing a team a year to the day after he last managed. If you're baseball, you and you, you obviously don't care. So so that let me just say that. You don't care about cheating, so they're fine with this. But if you do care about cheating, you have to make these guys unhirable. You have to give them a punishment where no team wants to come near them because they're unhirable. I don't know what that is. I don't know what the answer to that would be. But one year suspension, not even a year of baseball season, just a, a calendar year suspension does not make a guy unhirable or undesirable. No, no. I mean, the punishment alone does not for sure. It, you know, you'd, you'd think that the the act of the, uh, you know, the, the transgression would be the reason he'd be un- unhirable. But that's not the case. So do you think if Cora does come back to the Red Sox, do you think that's even worse than the Cora situation, than the Hinch situation? Because he basically, he didn't even get fired. He stepped down from the Red Sox. And no, they basically must have had a handshake think, agreement. Like, yeah, I, go away for a year and you'll be back. I don't think they wanted to get rid of him in the first place. So No, I think, they didn't. They had to, though. Right. Like, so, no, I don't think it's worse. I think it's probably not that unexpected, to be honest. Nobody thought... Nobody thought that that was uh, that the way that it went down was had any ill will, will or ill feelings internally. It was like it was all just a PR thing. And now is Beltran going to get is, another job? Oh yeah, absolutely, he is. He definitely is. Why wouldn't the White Sox hire him? Like that's a much more that that would make much more sense for a young team. Tony like the, yeah. Well, I mean, maybe that's that's like saying that. Aaron Boone is the right job, the right man for the job with zero experience. No, but <laughs> what's the difference here? Did Carlos Beltran hit a big postseason home run for the for the White Sox? I can't remember. Not the White Sox, no. Uh, he yeah. did for Houston, well, the or the Mets. Houston so, first time around. So just a wild week. Like, yeah, the Dodgers won the fir- their first World Series in 30 years. Like, congratulations to the Dodgers. It's COVID shortened season, whatever. It's a championship. But the stories has been Justin Turner, COVID coming back on the field and AJ Hinch getting a job immediately. Like those are the stories in Major League Baseball. And those aren't positive stories. Yeah. Dodgers won. That that landed for, I don't know, how long did it take for Justin Turner to reappear on the field? On 45 the field? minutes? Not even, not even, I don't <laughs> think. I saw it, I was like, what is he? Wait, wait, he's back on the field? I was hey, like, oh, he is- quarantined. He did quarantine for like 20 minutes, a bottom of an inning. I I tweeted out for the, you know, the uh, green mile where he just like, like, like opens his mouth and the disease comes flying out of your mouth, like, like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. flies. That's what I think he did. He just exercised the COVID. He exercised the COVID yeah, demons. Got rid of it. Oh, just gets rid of it and then comes back out. I'm good. I'm good. A lot of Yankees things happen though. Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there's no long-term contracts. 
Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. And I've used this before to hire. Let me tell you, $75, you're probably going to get your candidate. You're going to get a ton of candidates with that amount of credit. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now, Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through December 31st. The wait is finally over, guys. Football is back. You may not be at a game this year, but you can still be on the action at Bet Online. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure that you can get in on every single possible chance to win the season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on the season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. And don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook expert. Yes, a lot of a lot of Yankees things did happen. They picked up Britain's two-year option. That was a no-brainer. We mm-hmm. we uh we knew that was going to happen. And ironically, neither of us even had it in our GM plans. I think we just assumed it was in our GM plans. I think we talked about it, didn't we? Uh, mentioned it. Yeah, it was both. Uh, someone tweeted us saying that that you guys never talked about Britain. Yeah, our bad. We definitely just both like <laughs> assumed it was happening. I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's such a good deal for the Yankees. We talked about it before before that yeah. that, that it was going to happen. They declined Brett Gardner's ten million option, and that means they have to pay him a two point five million buyout. But this does not mean he's not coming back because he could. They could give him like a three million dollar one year deal. So really, he's getting five and a half million for the, five and a half million. That's dollars. what's happening. You know that's happening. Yeah. And uh, that means obviously that my Michael Brantley um, free agent contract is not happening. But do you think my Adam I, Eaton, like we, my we Adam Eaton about, contract is still in play? We talked about, though, Brett Gardner, even though he should just be the fourth outfielder, because he's Brett Gardner, he's going to take significant playing time from Clint Frazier. And I don't know if that's the right thing. If you're taking playing time from Clint Frazier, from Michael Brantley, A-OK with that. I'm not OK with Brett Gardner taking playing time from Clint Frazier anymore. No, Clint Frazier needs to be the starting left fielder, bottom line. That's it. Needs to be. Needs to be. Uh, he needs to be given that ability to... To work into the job. And I don't want to see Clint Frazier after an 0 for, 0 for 10 get yanked for Brett Gardner and then Brett Gardner goes on a little streak and now Gar- uh, Frazier hasn't played in a week. I don't want that scenario to play out. They need to commit to him and let him work through anything if it were to be. He's, I think he's he's earned that opportunity. I really do. I think, And also, there's so much more upside with a guy like him um, that the Yankees long-term should want to do that. So I don't know what they're going to do here. If they do sign Brett Gardner... Again, I love Brett Gardner. He's he's fine. Doesn't shouldn't be on this team anymore though. It's 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 done. Like they need to anoint um, uh, Frazier, man, and they just need to move forward. Again, psychologically, it's just a thing. Like with him around, it's it's not his job. It's not Frazier's job. Yeah, because Brett Gardner's been there for eleven years. He's been the starting left fielder it, for eleven. It, it is years. A, it is a big deal as a baseball player playing every single day, knowing. That you're coming into the ballpark. You don't have to like worry about where you are in the lineup and all these things. Like you're going out there, you're going to be batting probably like six 
you know, around that six, seven spot and you're playing left field every day, put it in there. That's what's happening. Unless I'm getting a, a, a scheduled off day, if I'm not feeling great, whatever it is, but that's happening. And, and that's a big deal for as, as a baseball player, I think. I think it's a different mentality to not know um, and, and to be playing that utility role. And I don't think Frazier's great for that spot. I think that Frazier will benefit the most from a development standpoint and and just pure producing from being in the being on the lineup card every day, being our left fielder. I think that is where the the biggest positive will uh, impact the Yankees. He did show he could play left and right field this year, though. Yeah, he showed he could do it, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be consistent. He's, he's showed you, he's got the ability. There's going to be injuries next year in the outfield. Like that's just the thing that they're going to have to deal with. Aaron Judge isn't going to play 150 games. Hicks isn't playing 150 games. So, in theory, there could be enough playing time for both of them. But it's really just like, can't you find a an equal or better option than Brett Gardner at this point? Adam Eaton. Yeah, Adam Eaton. Adam Eaton's uh, they, coming off of. I mean, he had a he did not have a good year, but he's a good he's a good ball player. He had a down year. But look at his numbers traded, before. They traded Lucas Giolito. Yeah, they did. And I was looking at that when they first did. I'm like, what are you doing? Then Giolito, well, Giolito kind of year. Yeah, Giolito kind of fell off the the prospect map. Remember, he was the number one prospect. He was the in number one prospect then, in baseball. Yeah, yeah. But then he he kind of dipped. He had a, a bad minor league season, and they gave up on him. Yes. Imagine if they had Giolito, Scherzer, Crazy. Strasburg, and Corbin. Nuts. They probably wouldn't have signed Corbin if Giolito showed what he was. True. But, but yes, you look at that deal and it's crazy, the deal th- that went down. That that being said, Adam Eaton, not that far away from being a, a very good player. I, I still think that's a that's a good addition. Yeah, he's a lefty bat. And I know we talked about last episode, he does strike out a lot. But um, he he I could see him fitting into this roster pretty easily. Defensively, it's a great fit. And yeah, a little motivation, a little bit of a, a, a spark plug. Guy who's got just won a title recently. I'm so good with that. I, I know we were all surprised that they didn't pick up J-Hap's $17 million option. Yeah, it's sad. <laughs> and and uh, kind of surprising, Tommy Canely elected free agency because in lieu of uh, a an outright assignment to AAA, obviously they don't want to pay him for rehabbing. But I thought they might have a situation, and I even thought about putting this in my GM plans, sign him to like a two-year $3 million Nathan deal. Nathan Avaldi deal? Yeah, so you're basically paying him $3 million to pitch in 2022, but you're just giving him a, a two-year contract because because he, he he could be a great bullpen option for you in 2022 after Tommy John, but do you, I, I don't know, maybe they just figure bullpen options are a dime a dozen. I, I mean, I understand this move. It makes, it does make sense, and, and the Yankees have shown to do this in the past. Um, the fact that he's going to be out next year, I think, is it made it pretty easy. And they're giving this him co- options. Him, I mean, they can still resign him. Doesn't mean yes, they, they can't resign him. This completes the it. It. I think it completes the David Robertson, Tommy Kane, League Todd Frazier for um, Blake Rutherford deal. Wasn't there one more guy involved? Was there? Or was that it? I thought there was another minor league. One more guy going to the White Sox, or no, coming over. Kaneley. No, it was uh, Kaneley, D. Robin, and Frazier. Right. And uh, Rutherford, yeah. Man, Rutherford, I didn't heard much about him, to be honest. I haven't heard anything about him. I have no clue what's going on. I guess he's still young, right? He was like 21 when they traded him. He was very young, yeah. And he was and he was in low A ball, I think, at that point. He wasn't having a good year. But <clears throat> do you what do you put the odds at LeMahieu picking that qualifying offer up? 
I, I don't think he's going to pick it up. I think that LeMahieu would even be more um, motivated to to just sign a longer-term deal just based on his age. I, ca- I can't imagine him just going after a one-year contract right now. $19 million is ba- basically where we put his AAV at. So that makes sense. But but yeah, it's the... It's the yeah, you might get him for three years instead of four years. And so that would be great for the, the from the Yankees standpoint. The gamble, the gamble for LeMahieu is sign this deal, roll the dice to see what happens next year with this CBA, or sign what may have been a five-year deal, but now I can only sign three years. AAV probably doesn't change that much, if at all. But now you now you're going to be going in for another contract in three years, which you could bet on yourself there theoretically that's a good thing. And maybe you could extend that for another two to three year deal. Very possible. Turn a five-year deal into a six-year deal on two contracts. It's possible. Okay. You <clears throat> put your shoe put yourself in the DJ LeMahieu shoes right now. Yeah. You have two options. 18.9 million one year qualifying offer or a three-year fifty million dollar deal. Three year fifty million. I'm trying to do math in my head here. The um <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm probably taking the the three year. That's sixteen point six million. Yeah, one year. I don't like walking into this. There is a lot, a lot of just sh- shit that's coming out for this the next year and the CBA. I don't like walking into that without a contract. So you're taking the three fifty. It's, it's three more fifty. It's riskier to take the year the year deal and for only what you're, three you're, million less AAV. But but you're but. thinking about that as. Also, the fact that if there is a CBA, everything's good. You're probably getting a five-year deal, whereas now you're getting a three-year deal. You're betting on yourself that after that three-year deal, you're still attractive enough to get a two to another two to three-year deal. So maybe three years is too sweet. What about it? If you only two have years, two I year think deal. makes it very difficult. two years. Two years, thirty-six million dollars. It's eighteen million dollars a year. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I see. I, I let me let me uh, let me back up. I actually think that's a better deal for Lemayhu. Because I think what? in two years, now that you're you're giving the CBA a year to breathe, and you're not. That oh, old. I see. And you're not going to be that old. Yeah, so you could definitely team, sign a three to four. If year you're deal. a team, you're just trying to lock him in for like four years on the cheap, or th- definitely three years on the cheap. Right. Yeah, you want to go higher. Making it making it more difficult is if you go higher. Right. Yeah. Higher in uh, in uh, years. Uh, and, and an it's all about, name. it's all about being able to position yourself for another contract if you take a shorter one. Right. And. Two years positions yourself great, maybe even better than a one-year deal. Probably knowing what the landscape is. Yeah, oh, yeah, I didn't think about it that way. Uh, an interesting name that's gonna, that's now a free agent is Chris Archer because the Pirates did not pick up his eleven million dollar option. I mean, is he? And I know is he, he is he interesting. He's an interesting name because he was good when he was on the Rays pitching against the Yankees, but he sucked when he's been with pittsburgh he's actually been a below league average pitcher 4.92 era 4.71 fip and 172 innings since they acquired him they gave up tyler glass now and austin meadows the stupid morons what a bunch of idiots we should apply to jobs (laughs) what an idiot we could we could legitimately go to pittsburgh didn't everyone say when that trade happened like dumb trade pittsburgh like immediately people were like dumb trade pittsburgh yeah dumb trade very dumb trade (laughs) and they they had they have they i don't they have um, brought up some pitchers in that system too. They just can't capitalize on them. So, is that an interesting option though for the Yankees on a one-year flyer deal with some incentives? No, no. What are the incentives? Incentives do nothing if you can't pitch well. It's not like he's deciding but, not to pitch well. But he's he had he was injured. He missed all of 2020. He was injured. So and, you're and you're, he, you're thinking oh all of 20. So you're thinking that potentially we're looking at a 2019 where 
he just was a, a down year and then down yeah he's take he's taken a full year off recovered for, from some injuries how old is he maybe uh i, I want to say 32 31 yeah so I, I don't know man it's a, it's a name it doesn't really interest me that much to be honest i'd rather pay for something that's better and, and a known quantity would i don't you rather I, have kevin I, gosman would you rather have kevin gosman no i want neither one of them I don't as a want, fifth starter. I don't want any of these 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 guys that are just going to be painstaking for us to talk about for another freaking year plus. Okay, but but you have to understand that Trevor Bauer is not likely to sign with the Yankees. I, okay, I, I actually think all this craziness makes it more likely. <laughs> Can you just play out the scenario Fine. with me if Trevor Bauer is not a Yankee? Like, is Chris Archer if if the Yankees go into next season with Chris Archer as a number five starter plus? Debbie Garcia and Clark Schmidt and and other guys competing for the rotation. Is that really that bad of a spot? I have to look deeper into Chris Archer and why he struggled. You know, if it's based on the injury and that's just not not going to he's not going to be the same guy, then no, I want nothing to do with him. If if people if if the the powers that be believe that the injury has been holding him back and that was why some of these numbers were down, then okay, fine. Take a take a gamble and and if he you're if we're thinking that health was the reason and we believe that he's fully healthy and that you know there's a there's a there's an up left there's a there's a little curve up on this on this path then then fine that's a it's not a bad flyer but yeah it feels like the injury is a problem and he's just yeah. like he hit a he hit a ceiling and now we're no longer there so he he's gonna I wear his hat he, really high in his head too which used to annoy the shit out of me well that's because he had a ton of hair and he would have to cut the hair what if it's under the hat it's not below your, um, your oh, shoulders. That's a good question. No one's ever done that, have they? Not that we know of. Maybe it's been hidden in the hat. No, but I think it's also like a a general. It's a, an appearance policy. Like I did a history episode about this. But but you, so then you should know. You should know what's the what the rules are. Aren't isn't yeah, that I don't a, think I think you can't, it's not just about wearing. It's not just about going on the field. It's about conducting yourself off the field what if it's continue what if it's just up what if it's a man bun for a year he would be the first yankees pitcher with a man bun what if he doesn't take off his hat or a hat you still have a man bun if a tree falls in the woods no one ever hear it you still still the tree still fell unless i had chris archer has a man bun and no one ever takes the hat off does he still have a man bun yes i don't know if the hat is not see-through i don't know it's a fitted hat there's no window in the back i don't know what's under there window in the back is that what they call that on the hats now yeah snapback there's a window back there you can see things um yeah so i mean it's going to be very interesting over the next 10 days to see what some of these guys do in free agency and the qualifying offer um any but, other interesting names that that you uh I, there uh ryan braun was one i think they got declined right there's, a, there's there's names out there 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 are definitely opportunities to get some players here um, if if uh, if a team or multiple teams wanted to bolster their roster a little bit more, if they wanted to spend some money and be <clears> a little bit more free with the way that they were spending cash right now, I think there is an this opportunity. Is a, you know, this who, is a you, situ- you know what you know who this is perfect for. This is. This I, I was, was going to say Tampa. Nope. Who? The new the newly owned New York Mets, baby. Oh, Cohen is well, going to yeah, go we in, knew, get some we names. Knew Cohen's going to spend money. Yeah, anyway. but this is the great. This is this is like perfect for him. He go out there, get a bunch of names, probably cheaper, but just like get a bunch of names, bring them all into the Mets. Everybody's going to be excited because of the baseball cards 
and they're all going to suck together. They're going to be old and not that good. And I could see them going out there. And <laughs> that just, would be so typical. Mess yeah, it's perfect. Like, no, it's sign really, Michael Brantley. <laughs> I actually just got really sign, excited. Sign Chris Archer. Sign sign uh, Kevin Gosman. Ryan like, Braun. Uh, no, definitely going to be a Met. Sense. Definitely yeah. going to be a Met. This is what if what if Cohen just gives two hundred and eighty million dollars to Trevor Bauer. I mean, I could see him doing that too. Like Cohen, I could see Cohen and Bauer getting along. Maybe. I don't know Cohen's like personality. I know he's got, he, does he walk in as the richest, the richest owner in baseball? He's up there if he's not there. And he's, he's talked about being his wallet opening know. up. Like after, after you're a billionaire, do you really like care? <laughs> like, like, I think he, he's like obnoxiously, in, obscenely um, wealthy. Rich? A- anyway. Yeah. I mean, they all are. This guy, I have a feeling he's going to spend some money. It's just going to matter of if they have baseball guys who, which route they're going to go in in how they spend this money. It'll be wrong, whatever route they do. Go. <laughs> yeah, <it'll, laughs> I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the spectacular fall. Dylan Batances just said he's not leaving the Mets, right? If you're Batances, why are you leaving New York at this point? Oh no, he's made it very clear that he loves New York, wants to stay in New York. The guys from New York, so makes. Does make sense, I guess, but I know a lot of people were thinking that he was going to rehab with the Mets and come back to the Yankees. Yeah. A couple other items I wanted to touch on before we close out. So Herman Sanchez and Andujar are going to be playing winter ball. This is the first time Sanchez is playing winter ball. What was it? In like eight years or something? Or seven years? Something when he was like crazy? 13 years old? <laughs> He's been 13 for a while. Uh, do you, What do you read into that? Uh, sure. Good. I'm glad. Just, yeah, I, I I think that when you have a down year, I want you to play more baseball. I want you and to get this year they're like, oh well, you didn't get the same amount of plate appearances because of COVID. So this is a this is a reps thing. It's not a. I would much rather you go back to Dominican Republic, which you're going to do anyway, and play baseball in a competitive way, and get better, stay in shape, baseball shape, and come in ready to roll, best shape of your life. But, well, you know what this means, right? We're going to see highlights of Gary Sanchez hitting like 500-foot home runs in the Winter League, and everyone's going to be like, oh, Gary's back because he's going to be annihilating feasting. crappy pitching, yeah. and he's going to hit like 400 with seven home runs because so he's facing... So is Yeah, because he's facing bad competition. Yeah. Not bad competition, but... Not not to... Inferior competition to Gary Sanchez. Yeah, he's going to be sitting going to happen. Gary Sanchez is going to be sitting fastball every single pitch. <laughs> and guess what? He's going to crush them. He's going to get some really bad fastballs over the middle of the plate, and he's going to demolish them. Do you remember the Grand Slam against the Mets? Of course I do. It's going to be that <laughs> multiple times. Fastball, batting practice, fastball, 94-mile-an-hour fastball, down the dick. Here comes Gary Sanchez <laughs> launching. I mean, look, maybe it gives him the confidence to be back. Maybe that's a thing. Maybe Did we the Mets a- home run give him confidence? No. I mean, he's going to hit multiple of these. He could hit, he could set a record for <laughs> a winter league home run. You don't see record. guys like him in the in the quote, prime of their career going down to the Dominican Republic playing winter. No, league. that's why these pitchers, they're, they're as bad as Gary Sanchez has been. He's still more talented than ninety nine percent of the guys he's going to be facing. Yeah, so you will you will see some some uh, some numbers. Theoretically, you should see some numbers from him. Greg Bird did not show numbers when he went down. Well, Greg Bird's an, ex- an exception. Uh, he's permanently broken. After after the uh, six to seven to eight thousand more plate appearances uh, that never happened, Greg Bird is just broken forever. 
Yeah, that's sad. So a story that we didn't mention, it's from back in September. It was an article in The Athletic. It was we quoting, did we did mention this we we did mention this it wasn't a long thing but we mentioned it I remember talking oh, about it okay well it was Anduar's agent basically complaining about how the Yankees handled him this year and saying that they're manipulating his service time yeah and uh, yeah maybe we did mention it but we um, definitely did yeah I think what we concluded is like well dude you can't play defense anywhere they gave you a couple chances in left field and you you looked like a little leaguer out there and. Unfortunately, you didn't hit in the the sporadic playing time, but like that's the situation. There was a moment where he started hitting, but here's the answer to it. Yeah, that's exactly what they did. <laughs> they're messing with your, they're they're absolutely messing with your service time. Yes, but if but if he played better, they wouldn't have done that. Probably not. You're right. It was a it's risk like, for that sense. If you're if you think that if that is deemed as a risk, the service time losing that for 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 getting unknown uh, you know quantities up in the major leagues, then yeah. They they, so, they so went that way. I know Andujar was in your trade plans because and I, and that makes sense because like realistically, what is he next year? How does he help the Yankees next year? No, I I think this is the year you have. This is the the time that you have to get rid of him because I think there's still he's still young enough where he can show, uh, you know, show a, a return for whoever gets him. He still has a bat. Like I, I you you would give him. Some consistent at bats. The guy rips. Maybe they just show him. They just show his winter ball highlights. Well, we saw last year at spring training. If you remember, like he was looking jacked. He was smooth from third base, like looking yeah, great. He was catching fly balls in left field. Yeah, yeah. and then. But um, at the end of the day, the bat is what's going to get him traded, and why people are going to be wanting him on their team, and most likely it'll be an American League team, so that they have. Well, I don't know because there's there's a lot of indication that the DH is going to be universal. That's true. After the next CBA. So if you're a National League team, you could bank on a universal DH in 2020. That's even better for the Yankees then. If if, if that is the case. Yeah, it's 29 teams. And general manager general managers are making that determination and, and identifying that as a, a a known quantity, then that's great for the Yankees. But so, they don't so have anywhere my, to play him. There's nowhere for No, exactly. My my point is what what is the benefit to holding on to him and having him be on your roster next year? Because then you're basically banking on him hitting in the five at-bats he gets a week. And it's like, well, that's not going to happen. That's not fair to him. That's not fair to anything. I mean, he could be in the minor leagues. Do you think his value... How much do you think his value increases if he plays in the minor leagues? If there is a minor league season, is there going to be a minor league season next year? That's very, very, very much up in the air. I mean, don't even look at the COVID stuff. Just look at the the dollars. Like, you want to talk about a, a, a... you want to talk about a, an industry that got destroyed? Minor league baseball, minor league baseball, just annihilated. It, so, but, but if there is a minor league season next year and he hits, yes, in the because minor I think leagues, that you're showing if he hits triple A pitching. What does that do for a team? They're like, it, yeah, it, we it, know he can hit triple A pitching. Well, no, it's it, but it's it's also him going out there and playing baseball and and hitting. So I think this this is part of why he's playing in the Dominican Republic as well. He's got to show again that he's out there consistently hitting a ball, no matter the competition. I'm healthy. I'm hitting the ball. I, my fundamentals are good. Like they're not just going to look at the, um, you know, the results of it. They're going to be looking at all of the things of, as him as a player. So, I think it's a positive thing for him to be playing, and I think it helps right. the Yankees too. Last thing, question: Is Jason Dominguez getting too jacked? Is he going? Is he too swole? Because he's put on. I'm looking at a picture of him right now. He looks like the Incredible Hulk. He's put on like 60 pounds of muscle in the last year. He's massive, and I know he's like literally. 
going through growth spurts because they signed him when he was 16. So can you so, can you do is this like a maybe this is a strategy when you're a young look guy? Look at like his ca- look at his calf muscles. Maybe if his calf muscles are like an ordinary person's thigh. I mean, Bo Jackson is a, was a specimen. The guy was jacked. I don't know if it was for, you know, picking up bales of hay and like sl- uh, slinging sled- sledgehammers like on a farm or if he actually some lifted weights are just, as well. Some people are just like unnaturally just He's huge. Jacked. But the other thing about Jason Dominguez, I'm wondering if there's a strategy here where you get big, then you lean, then you lean into it. And I don't mean lean into it like you embrace it. I mean, you know, you start going lean. You cut down the body fat and now you're just, you're just all muscle. You're just a specimen. Yeah, but ha, ha, has that worked out for John Carlos Stanton and Aaron Judge? Uh, but they're very, very different in structure. The body, the frame. Yeah, I know, but but d- d- you don't need to be the most jacked guy on the baseball field to be the best guy on the baseball field. Agreed. So it depends on how he can manage it. And, and I get he's like he's literally going through this these growth spurts. Like he's a he was a sixteen year old child. Yes. Like they signed him as a child. Correct. And now he's going to 17, 18. Like you're still growing. I probably would so not call like, him a child to his face though. <laughs> no, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, he's, he's probably eating like 7,000 calories. Oh yeah. Day. He's, he's packing the calories. <laughs> he's like constantly eating. He's having just way protein shits. Like you've never seen <laughs> before. And he's mashing baseballs to the sun. Absolutely. I'm excited for him. I think he's going to be here in two years. Is he the number one prospect in baseball yet? I don't think so, right? He's technically he's probably no, but in everybody's mind, he's he is that guy. Yeah. Oh man, his poor toilet. It's gonna be so much fun. <laughs> let's just get let's get him up here. That'll be fun. Uh, twenty twenty two years. What? What are we? Next no, year's twenty twenty one. So he'll be nineteen. So he's gonna be the next Juan Soto. Yeah, I think he's gonna fly. I think he's gonna fly through the system. Do you think the Yankees will do that though? Yes. Well, it, it depends if they've won a World Series or not. All right, I was just going to say, if they've won a World Series, do you think they'll do that? They'll be slower then. Slower. But I think they, but if they also look at that as rocket fuel. If in 2023, right, Aaron Hicks is like, oh, my back hurts. I got to go on the IL in, in Jason August. Jason Dominguez time, baby. <laughs> and the Yankees have not won a championship yet? Yeah, Jason Dominguez time. Denmark. Although he's, he's bulking himself into a corner outfield spot. <laughs> he could still fly. I mean, Mike Trout's no skinny dude, man. He's pretty freaking stout himself. Mike Trout is an alien. As as is Dominguez. Dominguez no, he's a Martian. He's a Martian. That's going to do it for this episode. Uh, submit some mailbag questions. We're going we're gonna to probably be back every every week, uh, every Monday. We're recording this Monday afternoon right now. But uh, anything else you want to say? No, I'm excited to see how these things play out. So we'll yeah, uh, we'll have some answers maybe on the qualifying offers by next week. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting. It's gonna be an interesting off season for sure. All right, we'll talk to you guys in a week. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Make sure you find us on iTunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone. If you do like the show, we'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five star rating and review in iTunes. It really helps us out and allows us to create more shows. We're on Twitter at Bronx Pinstripes and the same on Facebook. You can always find us there talking Yankee baseball. Thanks again, guys, for your support. Really appreciate it. And go Yankees.